Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Growing in Grace. Hey, I'm Joel with Mike here, uh, getting together for our weekly chat about the grace of God. Peter the uh, Apostle Peter, he wrote a couple of epistles, and in one of those letters, Mike, he exhorted uh, his readers to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's what we're about here, Mike, uh, just encouraging one another. It's you and me talking here, uh, encouraging each other, and also anyone else who happens to be listening, hopefully encouraged in growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Good to be with you again, Joel, and uh, thank you out there for listening. And for telling a friend that we're here, too. We get, uh, apparently, a lot of people finding out about this because more and more people we're hearing from them and more and more people are listening according to the numbers that we're hearing about. And so that's very exciting to know that uh, it's having an impact just to kind of come together once a week for 15 minutes and uh, remind ourselves, as, as Joel and I talk, we, if nothing else, we're just having a conversation that you're eavesdropping on and, and we need to remind ourselves of this uh, tremendous grace that has been given to us through Jesus Christ. And and it's a life changer. Hopefully uh, some of what we have to share with you uh, may be different than what you've heard in the past through Bible teaching, and uh, that could be a very good thing. Uh, Hopefully you'll begin to experience the peace and freedom that we've begun to experience through the message of the gospel. And what we do, I mean, our focus is definitely, it's not as if we've got some new teaching something that's new. We're looking at the scriptures and kind of looking at how they've affected our lives and and looking at the truth of what they say. And kind of, you know, you and me, Mike, we've both had in various respects somewhat of a legalistic past (laughs) in in various degrees. And we're kind of still in the process of overcoming some of that and and looking in the scriptures and what they really do say. And so, you know, because there is such a big difference between the uh, the old covenant, which still kind of gets taught in churches as if it's as if it's uh, you know carried over into the New Testament, into the into this new covenant that we're living in, uh, and and we're trying to find the dividing line because it says to rightly divide the word of truth, and we're seeking that. We're searching the scriptures for that and talking about it. You know, there was a time, Mike, in our lives when we were. In darkness, when we were not in the light. And uh, there are many scriptures, New Covenant, New Testament ones, that talk about this. And I know that we're going to talk about some of those today. But it's it's as if sometimes uh, the teachings in church make it seem as if, okay, uh, we're starting off every day trying to make sure that we're in the light, trying to make sure that we stay in the light, whereas in Christ, and, and we'll get into this today, it's a, it's a truth, it's a matter of fact now that we are in the light, and, uh, and the, what we're trying to do on a day-by-day basis is not so much getting ourselves into the light, but walking as if we're in the light, and there's a big difference there, Mike. Well, there is. You know, you mentioned Peter a little bit ago about growing in grace. Uh, in First Peter 2.9, he wrote this. He said, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
I think we may have touched on this a little bit before, Joel, but uh, what you were saying is is exactly right. Uh, for in First John, um, in his epistle, he he wrote about uh, walking in the light. Well, we are as children of God in the light. There's nothing that you can do to allow yourself to begin walking in the light. Walking in the light is something that we can't take credit for. Mm -hmm. That's another one of those things where, once again, our our thinking is usually turned inside out, where if I can just live up to a certain standard and and do the right things and stop doing the wrong things, trying to base our um, position in Christ more on our activity instead of on, on the finished work of Jesus, God carried us into the light and placed us there. We are in the light. Now, sometimes you might not feel like you're in the light. You might not feel like that you're performing in a way where you're worthy of being in the light. But you are in the light. You're, you're, a, you're a child of the light. You've been pulled out of darkness into God's marvelous light. And now we are children of the light. So often, when we base our um, identity on, on what we do, we, we don't see things clearly. And we had mentioned before that uh, if we went outside on a beautiful sunny day, and Joel, if I put a blindfold on you, and I mean a real good one so that you couldn't see anything, uh, you might feel like you're in darkness because that's just uh, the position that you think you're in. But the fact is you're still standing out there in the light where the sun is shining. You are there, but your perception may not be right because of the blindfold. And hopefully we can uh, begin to see more about what God has done for us by placing us where he has in a, in a place of righteousness and holiness. We are uh, children of the light. Well, Mike, if you um, took me out in broad daylight and put a blindfold on me, I'd, uh, I'd think, <laughs> what in the world what kind of church outreach is this? <laughs> what are you trying to do, brother? Hey, <laughs> what are you if you've to prove? seen some of the things I've seen. <laughs> I know. That's exactly what I was thinking. Some of those, uh, I don't know, at least in my mind, some of those weird things that people do when they get together in the name of Christ. I don't I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the blindfolding each other and... I don't know, but anyway, that's it's true because uh, the, you know the, you know using going with your blindfold uh, example, it's true that so many of us do seem as if we're walking around <laughs> with a blindfold on, uh, blind to the truth that we are actually walking out there in the light. In 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 the the blindfold, in a sense, is some of the legalistic teachings that that the church has taught over the years, because I know that I was blind for quite some time, even though I was in the light, even though I had come to know Jesus Christ and his grace was his the thing about God's grace is that it's a constant. We came into this life in Christ by grace. We came into the light, as you were talking about, by grace. It was a gift of God. It's nothing that we did, but it was what all all based upon what Christ has done. That's what this entire life in Christ is about. It's based upon his work and not ours. Uh, but sometimes if we're, if we're not understanding the truth of what the scriptures say about that we may feel like we're blind uh, we're blindfolded we may feel like we're missing something when we're not really missing something we may f- hunger and thirst for god's righteousness as one of the scriptures says when in christ we've received the gift of righteousness there's no more hungering or thirsting to do because in christ everything is fulfilled there's such a huge difference between 
the old covenant in which people were still looking towards the cross. The things that went on on the cross where Christ became sin for us. And then when he rose again from the dead and made us alive together with him, those things hadn't happened yet. And when we're looking at old covenant teachings, they were looking forward to that day, even though many of them didn't even realize what that would be like. They didn't know that there would be a cross and a, and a savior that died on the cross and then rose again. But they, they knew that there would be a Messiah and they were looking forward to that day. And now in the new covenant that we're in, in this new Testament, we're looking back to that cross and to that resurrection, identifying ourselves with all that happened on that. We died with Christ. We rose again with him. We are now in the light as Christ is in the light because we're joined together with him. And so let's get these blindfolds off, man, and let's spread the good news. Let's spread the truth of the gospel, the gospel truth that in Christ... We are righteous, we're holy, uh, we're in the light. As we grow in that understanding of the truth that we are in the light, I think that we'll find that our steps that we take in this life, our, our walking with Christ begins to show that more and more. But if we keep that blindfold on, we're not even going to be able to take the right steps because we're still looking for something that we've already been given, man. Well, that's the truth. It is something that we've already been given, and it is a gift. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that. And so, uh, you know, Joel, uh, in this area of, of walking in the light and, and understanding our position in Christ, understanding our identity, you know, the number one area where the enemy attacks, I believe the number one area, is in the area of identity. Mm-hmm. I mean, Adam and Eve, when you think about it and go back to the garden, maybe we could spend more time on this on another program, but the, the, the whole basis of the fall was them not believing or, or not understanding their identity that God had already given them. They were in a position of perfection. And uh, yet, you know, the devil comes along and says, well, you know, you can end up eating this fruit here that God told you not to eat, and then you'll be like him. They really already were like God. They just didn't believe it. And, and Jesus in the wilderness when the devil took him out there for 40 days. The whole basis of the attack was challenging Jesus on his identity. If you are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. If you are the Son of God, do this. He's challenging his identity. And the same is going to be true with you. Here's what, here's what James wrote about temptation. Uh, Let no one say, when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. So many times we blame the devil on our own temptation, our, our own evil desires. I think we miss the point of, of attack sometimes when it comes to the enemy. I, I think the devil isn't so much there to try to convince you to sin. That's something that you probably give into on your very own without any help from the devil whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, I know we still have the flesh to deal with, and there are temptations, and, and sometimes you, you probably fall and you blow it. But I think where the devil comes in, most likely, is after the sin, when he's there to try to bring condemnation, try to tell you you're not in the light, that you're not a child of God, that God is angry with you, that you really blew it, how can God use you now? 
uh, all these things trying to strip you of your identity because if he can do that, then the other battles you're going to fight, you're probably not going to win very many of them if you don't understand who you are in Christ. Uh, that's exactly true because our identity in Christ, as, as uh, we've been talking about and as we talk about week after week on this program, our identity has changed. We've, we used to be sinner. Now we're saint. We used to be in the darkness. Now we're in the light. We used to be separated from God. Now we've been joined together with God. And we could go on and on and on about how our identity has become a completely new one. We've become a new creation, the Bible says. When we, we're fo- so focused on sin, we're so focused on the old person that we used to be. Yeah, we're going to, you know, I think the devil really does have a heyday with Christians, getting them to focus on, you know, getting them to doubt the truth of their new identity in Christ, getting them to focus on their bad behavior. But when we focus on our identity, the truth of who we are in the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's an ongoing process, it's something that you're not not just going to memorize a list of things about who you are in Christ, then all of a sudden, snap, you're going to be perfectly uh, walking in line with who you are. But as you grow more and more, week after week, day after day, year after year in in your identity, your your true identity in Christ, uh, the devil's not going to be able to to uh, wrestle you away in those ways because you say, hey man, I am a person of God. I am somebody who has been joined with God. I now identify with God uh, and and I've become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And our security becomes not in our behavior, but in the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Hey, it's Joel here, Mike, along with me. This is Growing in Grace. We're thankful to have you along with us, as always. We invite you to check out the website, graceroots.org, and you'll uh, find links there to various things, including our past programs. We've got all of them archived and you can find, again, the link there at graceroots.org. Thanks for being with us. We'll uh, be with you again next time. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.